The creators call it, I'm schmacked. I'm schmacked. Getting schmacked. I'm schmacked. I'm schmacked. Well, Chris, it's called getting schmacked. Welcome everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Smack Club Podcast. Today I have been a little bit of an entrepreneurial month. This month, uh, I've got no other than Sean Lane from Beulah at Washington Valley with me. Sean, thanks for coming on. No worries, Sean, thanks for having me. Uh, no, pleasure's all mine, as usual, with all my guests. But uh, yeah, uh, interesting one this week because you're one of the people I've known since school. Like, quite a long time to know each other. Maybe we weren't that close in school and stuff like that, but knew of each other. Yeah. And then now I feel like we're one, some of these people have like, you know, we both have that same sort of mindset and the past is sort of crossed and we're a better place to fucking meet back up on the podcast. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So, like, let's just break down straight away what you actually do. So, for anyone that doesn't know the area of Newry, the thought of charging more than £5 for a car wash at one stage <laughs> was, like, was like the thought of charging more than £3 for a pint in a pub. Like, it was like unheard of. So, talk me through that initial bit. Well, look, like, uh, I would like to think I brought the average price for a car wash well up in the local area anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so basically, for anyone who doesn't know me, I detail clean cars, for mm-hmm. those who don't know what detailing is. Um, started off as just a simple car wash. Actually, it was the whole business idea was just a cash cow for me to get to Australia. Really? Yeah, um, so I was supposed to go to Australia and um, was in between jobs and started helping out another local detailer and just sort of thought, like, I actually really enjoy doing this and mm-hmm. like, I really like getting up and going and doing this every day, so um, went with my own went to my own with sort of an idea and had a location all in mind and it was interesting because like i remember from school like you're like one of the first people to have a car and like you were just there's, de- there's different types of boys i'm not into cars one bit like yeah. and like there's boys that just fucking love them it's either like cars or football to me it's like the two, yeah. two things like yeah. but for people that love cars i always used to sit and think like you know you look at it from the other side and you're like this is weird it's weird but whenever i seen you doing the the ballet and stuff like that and i was like this makes so much fucking sense yeah and it was just like a good follow obviously like from a left school I was selling cars and all and it was mm-hmm. just a good you know I had an eye for cars mm-hmm. and I've always loved cars so it was good it, it literally made so much sense like anyone yeah. that knows you is just like oh fucking of course yeah like, exactly there's, there's nothing worse I hate seeing than like people you see like you like after school and all and you're like what are you doing now and they tell you some talking like oh you know like yeah. you doing that that makes no sense yeah, like yeah. so it must be a nice feeling every day you know waking up and going to work and be like this is something I actually have a passion for yeah it definitely makes things easier you know getting up every day and going and doing something that you actually mm-hmm. want to do and you enjoy and like i'm lucky that i have some unbelievable customers as well which you know makes everything so much easier as mm-hmm. well you know it's like because the big thing i was talking about sasha he's in this in the last podcast about entrepreneurship it's like you know taking that initial step and setting up your business you said like you're sort of working with cars and like detailing with someone else but to take that initial step what was that like you know to actually um, get behind it all it was scary like you know it is um firstly you know, I'm lucky that I was in the position that my ones could help me start my business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, started off just a simple car wash on a petrol forecourt, and you know, it's it's a big jump because you're going from earning a good wage to mm-hmm. you know, my first week in the car wash, I think I lifted less than a hundred pounds. So, you know, <laughs> you're sitting there all day mm-hmm. from nine to six. Mm-hmm. You know, at that stage, I was charging seven pound a car wash. Yeah. So like, you can imagine, you know one or two cars a day it's a slow day you're mm-hmm. sitting watching it on netflix yeah yeah my own car was cleaned <laughs> meticulously every day this car in your yeah literally which obviously helped the business as well you know mm-hmm. i had a nice car so you know yeah. clean it's good for business. Uh, it, it works it works both ways yeah but like th- thinking back to that stage how long ago was that when you were first doing that so my first day was 23rd of june 2019. see when people say the specific date of something it actually gives me fucking first, goosebumps uh, yeah first day 23rd of june so 
That's fucking mad. There's nothing in my head. That's how I know I've done nothing significant in my life. There's no date in my head apart from like my birthday. <laughs> Do yeah. sticks out. Well, like the only reason I remember that is because like I used to keep notes on my phone of what my take was every day. So mm-hmm. like I just go on and the top of the list would always be twenty thirty James. So. Mm-hmm. And then for like say that like first week you're you're saying like hundred pounds. Did you think to yourself like after oh, first like oh, here like I don't think it's gonna work or did you always have that like self belief? Um, always had a self belief in myself. Mm-hmm maybe the first like in general maybe but the first week yeah it was hard the second week was hard the third mm-hmm. week was hard but you know i'm lucky that i have quite a supportive family that they kept me going and sort of kept me yeah grounded and you know that's what you need you need a good support circle around you i love how you like honestly just open up and just go like yeah you know my family backed me and they basically got me to the position there's not my hate more do you when you see like these like motivational like talkers and speakers and stuff like that it was ah oh, like i just worked so hard but you need like there's nothing wrong having it but you need that you know you do like arm around you you need a bit of help like and like you know people would be out there saying oh his dad helped him or he didn't mm-hmm. do that himself like my dad's never cleaned the car for me mm-hmm. yeah know? so and yes he gave me like whatever it was to start the actual business itself mm-hmm. sure all i needed was a power washer and a few chemicals yeah and, yeah and washman yeah that's me good and too, then yeah you know? because like you you obviously have that like the effort to do the actual job that you needed yeah. to do and you, was that something you like did you first realize that from your own car or was it like just what really caused it to be like i can go do this um i think you know i've always sort of like ha- i've always had been extremely passionate about cars like i've always like mm-hmm. i always remember like sunday night me and my dad would always sit down and watch top here and i was just yeah. set and go like but um yeah just always helped like my ones cleaning their cars growing up and whenever I was selling cars like presenting mm-hmm. them to be sold like I've always been into cleaning cars so it's just like I've went to my dad like a lot of stupid businesses business ideas and it's like first time he's like you know what like I actually think that would be a good fit for you yeah. so that's and we're you one of the people because I feel like I'm one of these people it's like I'm always going to work for myself at some stage like maybe not right away but I'll work for myself did you always feel like you'll work for yourself um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I've always felt like I work for myself. I would work, end up working for myself. Um, my previous employer always told me I would, uh, not suited to working for anyone else. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> I'm a bad employee. Yeah. I'm late. I was late tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was always sort of because I thought I would end up working for myself. I I think I probably a bit similar. Like I've had some like fucking ridiculously stupid ideas. I think one of the last week, like I always read them in my notes. I was like, this is gonna be the million dollar idea. I very rarely would execute them, but I think the last one was paint cocktails. <laughs> I was like yeah. a, a pint of cocktail, and you're just like, nah, that's not it. We'll just go back to drawing. But you get them random ideas, and you're just hoping to do one of them. I always say, like, like, you know, you're just going one idea to stick. And I've, like, went to my dad with some stupid ideas, like, pancake shop and urine, all that <laughs> stupid, stupid stuff, but, like, stuff that I think would work. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just have to believe in yourself that, like, one of these ideas will strike mm-hmm. through, like, and, you know, I've always had good belief in myself. I've always been, like, a bit entrepreneurial, like, so sweet since school, everything like that. Like, yeah. And I just think, if you believe in yourself, like eventually you will strike gold. And talk, talk to me about the seven sweets in school, because it's a bit of a taboo subject in school. You used to do it as well. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. There was a stage yeah, where yeah. I went through, but like, to me, you're like, if I was a teacher and I seen that, I'd be like, you know, let them crack on. You know, let them do. You know, I get the sort of side of like, you know, sweets in school and you know, unhealthy and stuff like that there. But like, that's such a key skill. Like, that's like, you know, that's someone that's an entrepreneur straight away, and for you to just shut that down completely, it's so frustrating. Yeah, 
uh, I got caught a couple of times, uh, <laughs> especially when your mum's a teacher in the school. Yeah. Was a bit of an awkward one. She always just said, "Now, if you get caught, I didn't know about it." Yeah. Like, right. Okay. But yeah, sound sweets in school. If I was a teacher myself, probably would turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. Or get my cut. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a difficult, difficult one for the school itself. You know, they because like you can imagine if that was probably what you know the people who did it made money from it because if the school let it happen. Everyone would probably do it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a fucking, it's like I don't know, it's like the underworld, like it's fucking like dodgy, yeah, dodgy like, school things. Like it's like fucking, it's, it's almost like nearly streets in school. Yeah, it literally, is. it's almost like a fucking like Netflix documentary, and you just do the exact same storyline for selling like drugs, but like a school yeah. show, like yeah, but for like streets, like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like in schools, now, I don't know, but I feel like there probably are more dangerous stuff going on in streets. Yeah, <laughs> probably, but schools like, seem to be going the opposite ways now. Like I know, like my auntie was telling me, like. Her, she's young kids in primary school, and like they're not like sweets in school anymore. Or anything, I guess. What? Like so, like in their lunch. No way. Yeah. So schools are definitely. I wouldn't want to be in school now. Probably got didn't no. school when I was in. No. No. So. You, you, you're I I hated school when I was in it. Like I don't know. I can never really pinpoint what it was. I like to think it was the fact that people re- like told me what to do. Like that's what I always put it down to. Like see, whenever I was told you have to have your homework done for tomorrow, immediately I was like, or what? Like do like that was the like first thing I thought but I'm pretty sure you're the same uh, to an extent and it's like you know school just wasn't one of those things you're passionate about didn't care about school like, yeah I actually just didn't like and it sounds stupid especially because my mum was a teacher in the school <laughs> that I was in and, like from quite an av- academic family like I think I'm like on my mum's side of the family I'm the only grandchild that didn't go to university Fuck. and there's like a good 20 of us yeah. so you know all, what was that feeling like Um, did you ever feel like guilty or anything like that it's that hard one? because like when you're from such an academic family, like it was hard for me to leave school mm-hmm. and leave the Abbey because like my ones don't before like they didn't really think you could make it without education. The university yeah. education or whatever. So you know, I suppose that was another motivating factor for me to go mm-hmm. and do it because you know I wanted to show everyone like everyone in my family that I could. As, do it, as, as you can do it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Did you make it all the way to seventy or no? Uh, I made it. Basically, what happened was I didn't get back in for the A levels I wanted to in the Abbey. Right. But they were like, you can do this, this, and this. So I went back and did those A levels, right. and was like, just wasn't didn't enjoy the Abbey at all, mm-hmm. like in any aspect really. And you know, I got to about Easter time, and I was like bogged down with the ICT coursework, and I was just remember sitting my mum down like one night, and was just like, you know what. This just isn't for me. Yeah. I don't think I'll be going it's back. It's nice though. It's nice to have that relationship though. It was like apparently you just turn around and be like, look. I'm really not feeling anymore. Yeah, like it was awkward in our in our house. Like my mum's a school teacher, my dad's a pharmacist. Like they're both yeah academic mm-hmm. people. Like and my brother, he's studying medicine. Like he's an academic as well. So you know, it's a difficult conversation to be having, um, especially when you don't have a plan. Yeah, so you need to have a plan in place mm-hmm. if you're going to do something like that. And I didn't. So what did you do after that then? So was that, that like... was like Easter time. Um, I worked part time at the races for the bookies. Yeah. So that that season was really just kicking off. So I just went full time into that over summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, September rolled around. Went into the tech to do business management. Like is that like a B tech? B tech was free, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. But it was just coursework, and I remember just like I went to the stole to the racing festival for the week. Took a week off tech and just went down to it for the week, and mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, this is what I'd rather be doing. Not yeah. Like I went back after that and I was like just sitting bogged down for again. I was like, I left the Abbey get away from this. So like, uh-huh. what am I doing? Here? So, <laughs> so it's Abbey yeah. But like, cause tech, you went to tech in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not like school. You know, you're not in all day every day. You're mm-hmm. in when you're in basically. Mm-hmm. So 
that allowed me the fellow that I was working for at the races he also sold cars so like after tech I was jumping in a car and driving it to Dublin delivering it for him getting the bus yeah. home so whenever I left tech I just sort of more or less went full time into working for him you mm-hmm. know and do you think that first job of like you know working at the races and selling cars and stuff yeah not to put words in your mouth but do you feel like you learn more in that you know initial stage than you had done in school in terms of what it is you're finally going to be doing um, Looking back on it. Yeah, because I just love the buzz. I just love the thrill. You know, you're working in a business, two businesses that were turning over millions every year, and yeah. like, you know, it was a real thrill. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even everything from like the buying and the selling to the running, the pickup cars, mm-hmm. dropping off, fly out to England, fucking first thing in the morning. Like, swear, yes, yes. Fly out to England like five in the morning pick up a car somewhere and drive it home like overnight mm. on the boat or whatever like it was just you know something different good crack no one asked my age was doing it mm-hmm. or anything close to it at all like and I, I just loved it loved every minute of it and did, how, how did you feel doing all that like did you feel like people were looking at you or like did you did you care what people um, thought or again didn't really care like you know everyone else was stuck in school or going I'm to so jealous you figured it, I'm so jealous you figured it out so early you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say like I always have had like quite an old head on my shoulders like mm-hmm. just like people my own age just you know they don't what they're into doesn't really interest me like yeah. you know, going out on the piss every weekend like living for the weekend is not really my thing like, mm-hmm. and you know I'd rather knuckle down and get it done and yeah just would you have more of like the you know the grind mentality would you say well like you know whenever I was working at the races you know it's you know, you never you're never off Saturdays and Sundays for a start, mm-hmm. or like you'd be working Boxing Day and like the four days after it, and you know I never had the opportunity to have those social nights out or days yeah. out or anything like that. I just done my work and you know I was mm-hmm. working two two jobs, the bookies and the cars simultaneously. And I suppose and, for like a bookmaker and stuff like that, come like holiday events are like big times you know, of the year. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you're as I said, like you couldn't have drinking Christmas Day because you'd be working Boxing Day and like mm-hmm. the Boxing Day and the four days that follow are four of the five of the biggest days of the year. Yeah. And like Easter you're always in Ferry House, you know, mm-hmm. New Year's you're always a punches time. Like you always knew where you're gonna be at those specific dates of the year. So mm-hmm. like you never planned anything outside of that because like it, you know, I you, you give your life to that. Yeah. Like. I, I think like I think a lot of people miss the point, right? I think like a lot of people miss the whole like, you know, be miserable Monday to Friday and then enjoy realistically your Saturday because Sunday you're thinking oh fuck you know I have yeah. to go back to work again well, for me it really wasn't like that because like you know the cars was intense spying and selling cars and then you got your you know during the summer you maybe only did a half day in the office in the cars and then you're away at a race meeting because the race meetings far more frequent during the summer yeah. like so in that respect you know the racing was like sort of my release like because you mm-hmm. go out and have the crack and you know yeah it wasn't hard work you know like my typical day at the races were get to the races two hours before the first race, set up, that took about half an hour, yeah. go get your dinner, come back down, <laughs> work for 20 minutes, take a 10 minute break while the race is on, work mm-hmm. for 20 minutes, take a 10 minute, like repeat that yeah. cycle seven yeah. times, pack up and go home. Uh, and you're like getting that like, you know, depending on each person, like it'll suit some people, it won't suit some people, but getting that social interaction and that buzz and there's money yeah, going like, and you know what it is, like, you know, you can just be standing there and then the next thing someone can run up, five grand on this, two grand on that, yeah. thousand pound on that, like, and it's like, right, what am I going to do here? You need to, Sat yourself, have a look around you, see what everyone else is doing, and then you know make your next move. Mm-hmm. And like when you're dealing with like hundreds of thousands, it's you know it's exciting. Like you know. Have you ever heard anyone say that you're lucky that you fell in what you fell in there, or like you're lucky that you're at the races because people seem that you know it's quite cool and glamorous almost to be yeah. at the. Did you ever have people say you're lucky to be into that? 
yeah, all the time, but like, it's easy for someone to say that. You yeah, know, that, yeah. It's, you know, and even I see it now, like, people like starting up balloting and all, like, anyone, like, the Hoover their mum's car one Saturday and next weekend they're involved, they're like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 especially over the summer months, you see it, like, and lockdown really was brutal, like, you yeah. Know, because, you know, it's easy to do it when it's like outside. Yeah. Know, do it the last week in December when it's pissing rain on yeah. it. And, you know, it's, or do it whenever you're trying to wash the car and the, the water's freezing on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, like, anyone can do it. You know, it's easy for someone to sit and look in and say that, but yeah. reality, they wouldn't do it themselves. So. True. I think people also miss the point in terms of, like, you know, it, there's by no means luck in how you got here. You made hard decisions to, you know, leave school. Not yeah, an easy like, I made the connections myself. Yeah. Like, you know, like the fella that I was working for, he was a neighbor of ours that, like, I was good mates with his son, and just by the off chance, when I was like, like I started working the races when I was twelve. So like, oh, what was everyone else doing when they were twelve? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm some like, <laughs> I love work and like, I just live for working, but I'm not saying that. But like, I was just friends with his son, and his son was going to the races, and he said to me like, oh, do you want to come with us? Mm-hmm. And then like, I went and I just caught the bug, and then like, yeah, just progressed from there basically. And but like, whenever I started driving, that was when I really got involved because mm-hmm. like you could drive the length of the country you know like, i don't know how you, i don't know how you'd enjoy that to me i drove recently from here from Newry down to dingle which is like five hours or something like that i'm just the whole i'm not i'm sitting there in a mark five golf from like 2007 furniture which isn't the most comfortable thing in the world but like i see i'm just I'm like oh just i would pay someone to take me here like, like there was times whenever like i could like i remember there was one time i um i flew out to london at about four in the morning out of Dublin so I left down to the airport at like two in the morning so I was dead on flew over got a taxi for about two hours down to Kent to lift this car drove it home hit traffic in London was delayed ended up missing the boat had to get a different boat and we had there's a racetrack in Kilkenny called Gorham Park mm-hmm. so I docked in Belfast at eight in the morning and I just drove straight to Gorham Park and not even no home just straight <laughs> down the road I think from Belfast about four hour drive so like literally like it was just the lifestyle was non-stop so yeah. like you didn't get time to slow down or mm-hmm. you know you were just on the go all the time like and that's what i loved about it too so so what happens to you then when you do have time because you said here so far like this 18 months has been go 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 non-stop non-stop always this like that so what actually is life like for you whenever it does stop or does it drive you mad um like a day off like a day now, off yeah um usually like wash my own cars <laughs> just constantly wash cars i just like i i really struggle to switch off yeah i really really do and it's one thing that does everyone's head and i like i really don't know what to do on a day off uh-huh. you'd I, rather be working yeah that's mad but it's it's you know whenever you love what you do it's mm-hmm. not work you know it's yeah. so easy for me to go and do something like that or mm-hmm. you know it's satisfying to get when you when you stand back and like there last week finished off a lamborghini and like that's someone sweating giving you 300 grand for that car like and entrusted it yeah. to you for a week mm-hmm. you've done your thing on it and see when you stand back and that person comes or maybe it's, it's not the same whenever someone's really successful but yeah see when someone like pays the money to have their car detailed and maybe they, they, they can't explicitly afford that mm-hmm. their reaction though like it's so satisfying like it's not about the money that's part that's part payment getting yeah. someone's reaction of what they think mm-hmm. You'd almost be def- like dependent on itself, not that it's not enough, but you know what I mean, that would be extra bit of like them, like Joe being overjoyed by it, or like shocked by it, is really what yeah. makes your day, basically. Like, if I'm doing, like, and then this is what I find, like, really successful people don't get excited, like, by that sort of thing, like, so, mm-hmm. like, if I'm doing, like, a really, really nice car for someone, like, a car that, like, for me is a big deal, like, 
when they come to the left of that, they might not get ex as excited as someone who gets their golf or or you know someone who's into their cars like mm -hmm. and, you know then you'd be going home feeling a bit down and depressed yeah or you didn't get that reaction you were wanting so interesting like especially with like you know starting a company you do take it so personally yeah don't you you really literally. like like if someone comes up and says i didn't like that they may as well say i don't like you yeah literally and that's it's what that's what i've got from talking to like people like yourself young entrepreneurs like you literally put your heart in your sleeve with it i do like i'm like you know i do all nighters and like i really do put everything into this business on mm -hmm. Whenever, like, a couple of weeks ago, I'll give you an example, where a guy texts me for a price on a job, mm -hmm. and he says to me, that's way too expensive. Okay. And I'm sitting there like, right, well, that's your perception that, like, you think, you don't think I'm worth that price. Yeah. Like, that's, it's not way too expensive, it's way too expensive for you, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> people are paying it all day long. That so sounds so cocky, but I, I, don't, I completely don't understand what you're saying. Uh, whenever I first started this business, I definitely didn't charge enough, and mm -hmm. you know it definitely co cost me customers in the long run. So like, what I the advice I give to anyone starting now would be, you know, charge what you want to get paid because like, see when you try to jump your mm -hmm. price, you're just gonna lose those people that you've spent getting. Oh, because they're I'm they're not gonna not give you moving, more. They're not moving with you. I give you, you know, a crack they're, example. They're here. You're here now. Yeah. So they're not going up with you. So I'll give you a good example. I hope the guys listen. I had a barber there for the last like year and literally go into the shop the owner will be there and i go i'm not going to you the owner guy i'm going to this guy he's fucking unreal cutting her and i was like i'm going to you then he left that place and started cutting her from home and i was like a tenner i'd give him you know just go over get her yeah. cut every two weeks and then during lockdown he goes it's gonna be 15 quid now and i was just like no but he's really fucking good at what he does but you're right as soon as you get that if see if he always charged 15 quid i would have no issue with it looking back on it but see once you try and make that jump there's just something and you're just like nah yeah. For the customer, like from a customer perspective, it's it's like almost like, you know, you almost feel hard done by. Yeah. What in reality it should have always like for the what you were getting, you were getting a bargain really. Yeah. Is how to, I suppose is how to look at it. But you know like there's people will go with different services like I don't know if you've seen so many stories lately I've been like putting up about bad inquiries that I've been getting. Okay. And like if someone rings me and goes how much is mm -hmm. I know they're not booking me because right, they yeah. want it done today. Yeah. Um, they want they're they're price focused. Mm -hmm. If you're price focused, you're not going to book me unless you lose money. Okay. Because, you know, if you're just looking for the cheapest service, I'm not the cheapest. So, mm -hmm. You know, and if you ring me, you're not going to get a valid tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so it's like I always say to people, like you wouldn't ring a painter and ask him to come to your house tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a skilled individual. I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but like I've spent a lot of money getting trained. Mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of money on insurance. I've spent a lot of money on my products. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not like a cheap robo job like, yeah yeah it's yeah. literally you're not yeah you're not just taking around to like usa car wash you see yeah, fucking everywhere literally like you know that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing and like everything i don't have any work on me i do it all myself so yeah you know talk about how tough like i know we've sort of mentioned it like and you work hard and stuff like that but like just how tough is it you know the hours you put in on a daily basis like to give people an understanding of what goes into you know detailing to the extent that you do it too because i don't think people understand sorry you're right <laughs> Phone ring, 101, podcasting. <laughs> no, you're okay. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Grind never stops. <laughs> so what was the question? Sorry. So the question was, uh, like, just tell people for, that don't understand, because like, we're talking about detail, and, like, go and check Sean's page out, the other page, like, you'll see yeah. exactly what we're talking about. But, like, what goes in to say, what's the, like, what's the best package you do in terms of, like, what you provide? So, like, we do, like, a full interior, exterior protection package, which takes me over a week to do. What? It would take me over a week. So the person just doesn't have their car for a week? They just don't have their car for a week and that's their problem. That sounds like a you problem, <laughs> not a me problem. So you literally take their car for a full week? Yeah. And just week. everything, 
in like a fine tooth comb over it all? Uh, more or less, yeah, but that would be like full of ceramic coatings, paint correction, everything like that. Fucking hell. So, yeah. But like the way you do it, it's like there's a science to it. There is, like, you know... You're not just taking your Henry Hoover, like, and no, just... Well, I, have, I have a George. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, the deta- detailing itself means to do something safely. Right, okay. So if you're doing everything very safely and you're aiming, like, where, like, the local car wash is just, like, spraying the door down, wiping it, mm-hmm. and hoovering it off or wiping it off or whatever, I'm, like, going in with, like, sometimes cocktail sausage <laughs> stick to make sure the wee bits of dust or, like, we use steam. Mm-hmm. So, like... Basically, when you leave your car to me, it's a, a certain, I, I achieve like certain levels. So. Mm. But it's more of the detailing side of it now, I'm just trying to sort of move away from the valeting. So, break down the difference there between so valeting and detailing? Valeting, <coughs> when I say valeting, I mean like interior, of course. Okay. So, I'm detailing his exterior, so like, right, okay. the likes of when your son, when the sun hits your car, the, there's these things called swirl marks, so it's basically whenever it looks like there's spider's webs all over your car, okay. so I, I remove that, or like any scratches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, it's moved into, you know, we do, we can organise alley wheel refurbishment and everything like that, and we'll organise like body work. We basically, I want to take the hassle out of people's car maintenance, so like, right, okay. if you come to me, like there were a couple weeks ago, there was a girl, she'd scratched the whole wing of her car, so basically she said, I want that fixed, so I organised it with her, did all the back and forth with the body shop, running up and down, you mm-hmm. know, I basically done all the, the work for yeah. And you leave it with me and I'll take care of it basically, yeah, it's, it's more or less like, yeah, yeah. but the thing that really blows my mind is that I think, I've seen you do, I'm pretty sure this is correct, with brand new cars out of the factory. Yeah, brand new. That last, and, last week had yeah. 600 miles on. And it needs work done. Pink corrections. Why is that a thing? Because you can imagine that cars come from Italy, right? Right. So it's been on boats, mm-hmm. it's been lying in docks. It's been on lorries, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of contaminants in the area, especially in like industrial areas like that. Mm-hmm. So that's all stuck on the car, then it lands in a Lamborghini and it's not washed right. They've just done a quick wee wash on it, yeah. cheap wash. So like, it's marks. And then your man, whenever he lifted it, took it to a Middle Eastern car wash, <laughs> as you do, and also washed it with a sponge himself. He sent me a photo of the car and it was just like a wee Halford's bucket and a oh, sponge lying inside it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, why would you buy yourself a Lamborghini going to do that? Basically. Do you, do you think that's a common thing people do? You know, get these, probably just don't really understand. People don't understand, they don't know, and they don't realise, like, one bad wash can ruin a car. Like, so, really? Yeah. But see, what I find really interesting, connecting this all back to the school stuff, is, like, you said how, like, you know, you weren't really interested in school and, like, academics and stuff like that there. But the whole car detail and, like, the correction stuff in itself is a lot to fucking learn. It is, like, and, like... You know, I didn't realise until I was helping that other detailer what actually goes into cleaning the car and all. Yeah. It just really fascinated me. But, like, if you had told me when we were in the Abbey, you know, you're going to be cleaning cars in whatever way long, we are the Abbey five years now, yeah. six years, you're going to be cleaning cars in six years, I would say, yeah, dead on, slide on. Yeah. It's stupid. But I think that's one thing that it definitely has taught me. Like, everyone should have respect for what everyone does. Because, like, mm-hmm. even though, yes, I hoover people's cars and, like, clean their shit out of their cars, yeah. like, you know, it's it's treated me pretty well like and like i think that's one thing you know cleaners and all like people should have more respect for those sort of jobs mm-hmm. because like at the end of the day if that's what that person wants to do to pay their bills and they're probably making a good income out yeah. of it then you sh- you're not really one to pass comment on it like yeah like you know like pe- people understand there's like different levels to everything like some people are happy to make do their certain wage and like exactly. as you said like the cleaners go into this say a cleaner goes into school to happy go in they're paying for their house and say they have like you know Maybe they have like forty percent of their income left after the pet through the house. Yeah. Where you have someone that's a fucking hotshot banker or whatever, 
and they're spending this fucking ridiculous money on a house, car, things they can't afford, and they have maybe 20% less of their disposable income. Who's happier in that situation? Do you know what I mean? Let I'm them like, crack on. It's like, you know, a good example would be like, I met like a fairly infamous character from our year in the alley in Downey's there right. a couple of months ago, and he just like, he was just talking down to me, and he's like, still doing that car cleaning thing, are you? I hate and all. I was just literally You're going to have to tell me afterwards. Like, <laughs> I will not tell you after, but I was literally just thinking like, you still busting your balls for someone else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm following what I want to do. I'm following my dream, my passion, mm. and you're working for someone else nine to five and then going on the piss all weekend. So yeah. I bet you I'm happier than you. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, even though I work more hours than you, but like, it, that's the thing with being self employed. Like, you only get out what you put in. So, like, mm. if you want to just, like, slip in at nine and slip out at five, yeah. like, you're not going to get too far being self employed mm. that way. Like, and, like, so. Unless you're working off a really high margin sort of job. Yeah, no, of course. So. Would you would you say then you find it easy going to work every day, or do you still find like that you know? Um, for the stage my business is at now, mm. for what I can charge for what I do, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to get up one. Yeah. <laughs> but like whenever I was only in the car wash taking like seven pound or like yeah. even when I was in, because obviously I had a bigger shed before COVID and all, and mm. it was stressful because it was expensive and I was in the centre of town yeah. and like I wasn't getting. To charge what I can charge now, basically, because it was, it was more valid and focused. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you've definitely like you've come through hard times and like even just difficulties of like charging to start out with COVID. Happened. I honestly thought my Shit. business was over. You thought it was done? Like, yeah, it really did because like I never got any grants or any funding or yeah. any. I never got a penny off the government to keep mm-hmm. my business going. It's just like again with the help of my ones, like you know. Yeah. That's the only way I, I'm still going. I mean, I'm not asking you to talk about it too much because I know people get all fucking yappy about these things, but like, it must have been so frustrating to take someone's car when there's no one else near it to clean it, and then someone turns around and goes, oh, like, you know, that's a COVID risk. I, it could would have drove me insane. was like, you know. And especially when you had like the COVID police like, out, if you went anywhere on the slant, that if, you know, people wanted people wanted you to go do that sort of stuff, like, yeah, and catch you. I'd say I'm one of those people that like took COVID quite seriously, and in the fact that, like, you know, Yes, probably won't affect me that badly, but like, you know, my parents are on one sixty and my dad's not far off mm-hmm. and you know, I have elderly grandparents and stuff like that and you know, you have to think about like other people, not just yourself and mm-hmm. in that respect, like and you know I was thinking at the start as well, like can you imagine if, you know, you find out you got I know we have all this test and trace now, but you find out you're in COVID, like try and retrace your steps to like think of every person you interact oh, with on a day. Yeah. You know, Especially when you're being reckless. Even if you're not trying to interact with people, you still will. So mm-hmm. you just have to sort of burn all that. Yeah. Mind. That's good. It's good that you could look at it from that point of view. Like, I you know people, people are supposed to get greedy then and just be like, you know, fuck you, it's my business. You know, I need to do what I need to do to survive yeah. and all. And but so. I, I was lucky. Like, I still live at home. My only outputs were my car every month. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could take a step back a wee bit mm-hmm. and, you know, do a wee bit less. And, it was a good time, you know, my brother's been away in uni in Liverpool for the last couple of years, he came home, so, mm-hmm. you know, we've always been quite close, and it was good, you know, spend an uh, extended amount of time with him. I've said it to a lot of people, like, like COVID, whether, like, I know it was horrible what's happened to happen, but, like, when you look at, like, the value of time, you'll ne- you're never going to get that again. No, never. And, like, that was a beautiful thing for, like, so many people our age to come be able to come home from university and live at home again for a couple of months, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no stress, so... Really and like just just a chance for like people like I just know like a lot of people I know that are in university you know just the stress of being like short of money which is a fucking massive thing for university students I've been there maxed out overdrafts you name it but like there was no need to spend any money you weren't going anywhere so you didn't have to buy anything they like 
food, like you know, you're living at home, so parents are taking everything in. Yeah. Only one person went for grocery shopping in most houses. Joe, I mean, that was a good thing, even for me. Like it really slowed. For my last school, I've just been going 110 miles mm-hmm. the whole time. Like um, you know, it really slowed things down for me as well. Yeah. Just, you know, be a bit more grateful for what you have around you. Yeah, exactly. And I think now it's gonna it's gonna work both ways. Like especially for business owners too. Like you had that lull where there's nothing, but after every bust, there's a boom. There has to be. So things start picking up again. I'm sure all you have to do is go out and say the roads are busier, roads are busier, car wash is busier, you know, like it all knocks on. Like, yeah, and like, I'm busier than ever, and people are spending more money than ever. Like, mm-hmm. I ran a yard in a car dealership, and like, he's busier than ever. And, yeah, you know, like, it's good to see everyone getting a turn, and you know, the money's staying here, it's not going abroad on mm-hmm. holidays or anything like that. It's being pushed into our own local economy, so exactly. How are you going to spend your hundred pound history voucher? <laughs> <laughs> What I actually was talking to one of the ways he's and he's in charge of the rollout in the local area, so it's mm. common. So oh, it is. Are you, is your place going to be accepting these hundred pound vouchers? Uh, uh, it depends if I'm class as a high street. Oh, equity, so like, what is a high street equity? Just a shop. It just means like the high street. Because like, people have been like, does it have to be a local business? Like, am I going to go into like Louis Boyd's in the town and spend hundred, or can you go into like Curry's? I presume it just has to be a. A local uh, like shop, a high street business, like a, not an online store. Yeah, as long as you spend it in a shop, yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. But I think they'd prefer if you didn't go to Curry's with it. Yeah, I'm sitting big on the guys like, you like, like, like Downies, 100 pounds yeah. Downies. <laughs> Here, I tell you what, that's an absolute shout. I, I tell you, if I could, I've said this like a million times. I eat every day. I would, I would die if I had full range while I eat every day and just eat Downies every day. Like, what's your, what's your go to? Uh, like, either uh, Chicken Beauty on the Road with South West. Or uh, a large chip with goujons put on top of it on Southwest. <laughs> good, yeah, the goujons hit different. Well, you the beauty, but Downey's was like literally one of the only places you get hot food in your area over COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were literally one of the last places to close. Yeah. It was brilliant. No, it was unreal. It's, if people don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, just go to Downey's yeah, and just thank us later. Come to your area, just go yeah, to Downey's. Downey's. Like, that's all you need. My order is uh, chicken goujon rolls, Southwest and cheese. It yeah. is fucking awesome. I don't like cheese. It's cheese awesome. is for mice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus for your chicken goujon roll from Downey's, that's no exactly way. what it's for. It's lethal, but yeah, go to Downey's, it's unreal. Also, Downey's, this podcast isn't sponsored, so yeah, yeah. I've, I've made that. I'll just cut that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> other uh, sandwich, uh, uh, other sandwich are available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and other car washes, you bastard. <laughs> but if you want the best, you know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, say whenever you're starting up your company, right? And, like, you look at, I do business studies in university, so you look at the textbooks and it's like, you must identify a way, a segment in the market, and you must do, Joe, yeah, like, is that real? The thing I've sort of gone for is like, you know, Peter Jones, he's written a couple of brilliant books about entrepreneur, <clears throat> being a businessman and stuff like that, and like, one thing that always stood out to me is like, find, some, find something that nobody else is doing, or something that nobody is doing well, and just take it to a whole new level, <clears throat> and like, that's what I've tried to do, so, but I would say like, I done GCSE business. Nothing has helped me you won't make yeah. today. I actually I stand by this statement. I learned more in GCSE business studies than I which is very limited. Mind you, she did it, but it's very limited. But I've learned more than that than having my entire degree. Yeah. Three years. I think we were in the same GCSE business yeah. class and like Miss Byrne, like I remember her telling me like I never had my own business or anything like that. Really? Yeah, and like it's just like yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Definitely. I don't understand why people don't say that. Honestly don't look. Like, it's like it's like careers teachers, like who the fuck ever said they want to be a careers teacher? No one said I'd be a careers teacher, like. Well, like I'm lucky as I said that I like I've learned from a lot of good businessmen that I've mm-hmm. worked for, and like I'm, I'm my dad, he's 
sort of like a mentor to me. He sort of keeps me right. And but whether he has all these like wee sayings, like just sort of go on, hit me with them. Uh, profit is sanity, turnover is vanity. Like them, yeah. yeah. See, it's like simple shit like people don't realize though. So it's like if you're turned over a million pound a year and making no money, like you may as well be turned over a thousand pound a year and yeah. keeping a thousand pound. Yeah, you know no, I mean? exactly. It's the other thing is though too, like especially the business that want to pick your brains and this is like to actually get it profitable is quite difficult. Because you used to, like what you're doing isn't cheap to get into. No, it's not. You know, and to like eventually get that return, that is, you just have to accept the fact it's going to be a grind. Yeah, and like the way I did it was like obviously, well, like my initial startup cost was fifteen hundred pound. Mm-hmm. So like I borrowed that, got mm-hmm. a power wash. Like I didn't even have a Hoover at the start. I just went and bought the chemicals and a power washer to mm-hmm. wash cars. So three or four weeks later, I gathered up the two or three hundred quid for the for the Hoover, whatever it was. Got the Hoover, then started valving. But like I just knew that the sh- where I was was going nowhere because I didn't have a shed and it was raining on me. It was starting to win the winter, so I was like, yeah. hey, I need to get the shed. Yeah. So. You know, in terms of, you can do, make it whatever you want, like, you know, mm-hmm. if there's boys that start up balloting and go to Halfords and buy the cheapest Hoover and the cheapest pressure washer or even mm-hmm. use their mum's Hoover or whatever, you know, I just wanted to do everything right because yeah. I thought it would give me a better standing. There's, there's just, it's like, I think people just have, there's different class of people in terms of like what you set out to do. Like some people set out to be the absolute best of what to do. And yeah. There's some people that set out to be like, you know, the cheapest. And there's some people that set like, and it's all different strategies. If you look at it, like if you actually put it down and say, look at it, there's all these different strategies you can go for. But the thing that will always win, in my opinion, is if you, if you're just better than everyone else, you, you have to, you know, you have to win. You know, if you look at it from just even like a sporting standpoint, if you if you put in the most work and you're better than everyone, you will win. And I think the same can go for businesses. Yeah. If you look at it from that point of view, like if you set out to be the best, it's not going to be easy, and you're going to have competition, and other people are going to push you. But like, to maintain that level of being the best, you just you will see success from it. Yeah, and like the biggest thing for me as well is like you always have to be open to learn new things. Like mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm nearing the top of my game, mm-hmm. but I'm still like. We went in England there three weeks ago for a week's training. Mm. Cost a clean fortune and yeah. I stay over there and everything. Like, so, you know, you're never the best. Mm. You, like, it's always good to go and learn from someone else, even if you think you're up. You're that's that's a humility thing, isn't it? Like, that's just being humble enough to be like, I can do better. Yeah, because, but it's not even that. It's like, you know, you've built your business to a certain level. It's like, right, go and see how someone else is doing so you can get to the next level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm like, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now and interacting with the people I'm interacting and working on the cars that I'm working on, mm. I wouldn't be doing it. And that's yeah. just a fact, I wouldn't still be doing this. But and then the other thing is if you don't keep, you know, taking that step up, someone else is gonna overtake the you are yeah. just wait you're leaving the door open for someone else to yeah. overtake you, like, like really. Whenever I done a big job at the start I went and bought like a new piece of equipment so like mm. I like didn't buy any cheap shade at the start. Yeah. I always bought the best. So mm-hmm. like I always worked the hardest to get the best. So Yeah. I just feel like if you're setting yourself up in that mind frame, it can only go well for you as long as you're doing the work right. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're prepared to put in the work yeah. to go inside. Yeah, you're going to make fucking, you know, shape money at the start. But like, again, as we said, it's just about keeping that grind going yeah, and keep it, to keep it moving forward. It's about your perception as well, like, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by perception? In that, you know, you have to just have a clear idea of where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't, if you don't have a plan, if you don't know where you're going, you're going nowhere. Did you set one of these? Do you know how people you see these videos and people are like, all right, I'm giving myself no. one year, no. and in one year, if I don't get there, no? No, not at all. I just, you know, started off in the car wash, built a good name for being able to wash a car, right? Mm-hmm. Then was like, no, this, I need a shed now. This is just, yeah. got a good shed down the time, but a very expensive one, so I knew I really had to bust my balls to mm-hmm. keep it. 
and <coughs> built a name for what being able to wash the car right, built a name for being able to dial the car then just moved on to just kept on going up and up, paint correction, ceramic coatings. It's interesting, I'm trying to think of like this traditional way in which you build a company, as you said, like you know you built your reputation, do you think you built the company's name or was it your name that was being built? Um, or a combination of both, maybe? Combination of both, like, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm from quite a well-known family in here, which mm-hmm. helps, obviously, you know, have a good name. Um, but one thing I did notice, like, the first year when I was in the car wash, I went on holidays and like, the car wash done nothing that week. Yeah. Because I did have someone in working for me, so mm-hmm. done nothing that week, so I was like, right, you know, I am obviously the face of this business. Yeah. Without me, you know, people want to come up with, to have the crack with me, they wanted their car cleaned by me, mm-hmm. so I was like, right, yeah, I need to be here. So did you find that like employees and stuff like just no one was prepared to put in the effort? But at the same time, how? When you're not there, when you're not there, they're getting lazy. When they're not watching, they're getting lazy. I seen I seen a good video recently of your man, you Gary V. Yeah. Yeah, I seen a good video of him recently, and he was saying that like there was a guy he owned his own business, and he goes, I can't get my employees to put in the same level of work that I put into my business, and he was like, of course they're not going to put in the same fucking work. They don't care. You know, they're there to get their, their wage and their money and take it home, yeah. where you're there to build a business, build success, build your brand, build who you are. Of course, they're not going to put in as much work. So, like, as a business owner, you almost have to take a step back. And it must be difficult. I haven't done it, but, like, it must be difficult to be like, right, you're not going to care as much, and I need to be all right with that. But I need to, I need you to give me certain output here. Like, yeah. And that's, and that's like the tricky part. You and Sasha were talking about, like, being friends with your employees. Like, mm-hmm. I'd say I'm quite an easy-going employer as long mm-hmm. as you put in the work. Like, mm-hmm. like I will ask a lot of you. Mm-hmm. But... I won't ask you to do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah. Which I think is quite important, but I tried to scale my business far too quick. Yeah. Whereas like what I realise is I'm better off just doing everything myself and charging you, a wee bit more. Did you try to get yourself like out and just let someone else run it almost or No no no, like I just we like whenever I first moved into my new shed we were cleaning hundred and fifty cars a month. Okay. So like you can imagine that's like literally five or six cars, mm-hmm. seven cars a day coming in and out through the gates, like so there's a lot to manage there. Mm-hmm. You're just throwing money away at wages, throwing money away at chemicals. Like, now that I'm just doing it all by myself and doing a better job and just charging that wee bit more, I'm, I'm doing far better than when I was cleaning 150 yards a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you just, you have to learn, you have to make that you have mistakes. To, yeah, you have to make mistakes. Like, but you have to be willing to learn too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't make a mistake and accept that and like, right, this is where I went wrong, this is what I'm going to do the next time, you mm-hmm. know, you're never going to grow. Mm-hmm. So scale, scale the business then and getting, you know, as you said, like maybe reaching them customers that were more, you know, willing to spend more money on their car and stuff like that. Obviously not an easy thing to do, even just to get people to come up, scale it up to 150 a month yeah. was obviously a big achievement as well. But to get that, like there's obviously a load of different ways you can do that. But do you feel like word of mouth works best, social media works best, or like, did you have to sort of have your hands in all the pots to make it work? For me, uh, word of mouth and social media. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I've been able to collaborate with some good people. Yeah. Like some Leon McCoy. Yeah. And um, she really gave me a good, reputation in your own mm-hmm. and you know you need you know there's no point in going and cleaning the local celebrities car go and clean the person that everyone relates to yeah okay you know like makeup artists mm-hmm. you know like local girls love to know what their makeup artist is doing or mm-hmm. what their hairdresser is doing so like go and get those people don't be going and trying to get like a new york city football it's, or something it's not it's see people people sort of miss a trick with social media and influencers and stuff like this here and someone i've learned it's not the person with the most followers it's the person with the most engaging followers yeah so you could have 100,000 followers and 10% engaged so 10,000 people or you can have someone with 20,000 followers and 90% of their you know yeah. their client base will engage with their content and click on their if they tag you they'll click on it 
you know, and that's so much more valuable yeah. than just throwing money at someone with 100,000 followers when you're getting fuck all out of it in return. I'm sure you've seen it. You've de- I'm guarantee you've had people come on and they won't, you know, maybe put a bit of extra work on because they have a name about them or something and they didn't give you a share or something. And you look at them and you'd be like... Like, I remember, I'll not name any names, <clears throat> but um, was one particular local influencer. Right. And she, I wrote to her, well, do you want to collaborate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she said, yeah, obviously. So I said, look, I'll do this, this, and this on your car for free. I think it on like near 200 pounds worth of work for free on her car. Mm-hmm. Spent like two days on it. So it was preset what she had to do. Um, mm-hmm. Story posts, blah, blah, blah. Because that's where she got her most engagement, not in her, her grid posts. Yeah. And like, the girl dropped the car off. She never even came and collected the car herself. She sent her boyfriend down to collect it. No way. Yeah, the whole point was she was supposed to get a load of photos of it, videos of it yeah. in my unit, below my sign or whatever. Yeah. And she never even came to lift the car herself. And whenever she did get the car back, she just done like a wee scan of the back seats. No and way. She spent like three days working on her car. And then what, what did that teach you going forward? And then like, well, one not work with that person. Don't do anything for free. Really? Never do anything for free. Never for free? Never for free. Make sure you're always getting something off them. As in money or just like money. make sure you're getting exactly what sure you're getting money. Make money sure you're getting something off them. So they understand what the cost yeah. is. Yeah. Make sure they're aware of what you're doing as well, and don't go and like throw the duck at them. Just if they're looking something for nothing, wash and paper. Oh really? Yeah. Because they won't appreciate it. No, they won't. Yeah. Because they're not giving you anything for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. You know. But it's weird because you like you have to learn these lessons more. And some people does you know it'll work. Well, maybe it'll work, but you like have to think outside the box. Yeah. Like, I can remember like sitting down in my new office down down in that shed that I just moved into like business wasn't even on the go six months and I was in this massive shed like and mm. it, you know it was expensive shed as well and I was like right what way am I going to get business in here and I was like right I know what to do I'll sit and write a message to every single business on Instagram and, right? and no that's way. what I did yeah. and McCoy got back to me no way going to get, you know, and like, how many you know what the thing about McCoy is no matter she didn't want anything for nothing she always brings money you know, she would never but take you know that, you know that is, like, that's someone who's built a business from the ground up. That's yeah. exact, someone that just still has that humility yeah. about them and just knows, I know what you're doing here. Yeah, and appreciate it 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, and you're better off working with people like that, I think. And like, you know, I'd say, I would honestly consider her as a good friend now. Like, mm-hmm. You know, just off the back, cleaning her car. Like, and I go in there a couple of times a week for a breakfast bath or whatever. Yeah. And like, it's just that relationship there. Like, we'll have the crack and like, she shares my shit on Instagram. And yeah. How many businesses do you reckon you messages that day? Oh literally over hundreds of and like someone in the name reply to me yeah yeah i'm not sure what yeah. to do i was i was saying to you before we even start recording so it's the same with podcasts and you know you're like you're trying to get guests on all the time yeah. and that is like talk about a fucking job in itself like reaching out on instagram and stuff like that is a fucking handling but like, it's funny it now because like a load of those businesses that i wrote to now mm-hmm. come to me and it's like you scroll up through and you can see that no way sentence like right i offered to do shit for free <laughs> and now you're coming to me wanting to pay me this is pretty good feeling yeah like. no that's nice because i have it in my head i'm like there's a couple of people that i've had like if you don't mess me back maybe you didn't say it to a request or whatever i'll let that go but there's people that messed me before not even fucking no really big i'm just like oh, i'll have to think about it i'm like i know what that means yeah that means no i'm not gonna beg you yeah. But I know there's a stage. To say yes. Yeah, but I know there'll be a stage, it's like everything, it's the exact same thing. I know there'll be a stage where they'll come back sometime I guarantee they'll do it. And it'll be like, Oh, you know, would love to come on, get a spot and be like, Oh yeah, I'll have a think about it. <laughs> and I have no problem taking the low road. Like it's yeah. different when there's money involved. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, but 100%. whenever whenever it comes back to this saying you have monetized this platform. <laughs> <laughs> Are you absolutely kidding me? Like Fuck me, the podcast grind world at the minute. See, the thing with podcasting is everyone has one. Everyone's at it now. But I, I was talking to uh, Nathan Smith on the Talking Smith podcast, and he was saying, like, 
for, we're just going to see a fall off. There's no way. It was a lockdown project for a lot of people. You know, I think like it's about consistency. Like, it is. If you just keep at it, like for me, uh, like I remember one of my customers, he's a really successful guy, like worth forty or fifty million. Like, mm-hmm. he said like, don't worry about the money, don't worry about anything, just keep on doing what you're doing, and the money mm-hmm. will come, the nice cars will come, you'll yeah. get the right. Like I spent a lot of time looking for the right customer base. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like a deck out, does not want to do work for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I get you. Like, for me. Like I just target like really successful people because like if you're worth a clean fortune and you drive a Range Rover, you're not really gonna care about paying a hundred pound every yeah. month. You know, I'd rather clean your car once a month than once every six months. Yeah, okay. And it's not just I'm getting more money out of it. Mm. It's like it's easier. Yeah. You know, like I have customers there that like they're the they're the only one ever in their car. Mm-hmm. So like the whole car like month to month the the lines could still be in the carpets in the back. No way. Yeah, because like there there's no one ever maybe them and the dog, mm-hmm. and that's it. See that that's the thing. A lot of people don't actually believe in themselves that they can get them customers. Do you know that they're oh. like unachievable. Like yeah. most people that like start you know start out things being like I don't even talk from this point of view from my point of view. There's a lot of people I don't even bother mentioning because I'm like you won't get them. Yeah. But if you brand yourself in a certain way and carry yourself in a certain way, not long finding out. And as you said with consistency. It only takes one or two of them, yeah. like and then you, the rest will follow. If you look at my profile, it's all high-end cars, mm-hmm. and that's the persona mm-hmm. that I paint. But like realistically, today I was going to Volkswagen Golf. Yeah. You know, I'm never yeah. going to post that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I don't really post ballots anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. But like my girlfriend always says to me, like, oh, uh, like who with the normal cars ever going to book in with you? Joe <laughs> going off your page, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's the point. I yeah. don't want to be scrubbing seats, like. Yeah. Because I've noticed, oh, man, I don't want to clean. I've noticed there's people that like love from down the roads car that yeah. hasn't been cleaned in two years since she bought it. Like yeah, you want to get it to a certain level and just keep it yeah at that level like More or less yeah. And what is yeah? You don't want to be uh, God knows what these other people see. Like only, what's the worst thing you've ever found in the car? Uh, are, are people disgusting? Disgusting like yeah. You use nappies. <sighs> but like you know. You have no respect for me if you're leaving your car up without in. Like I would be mortified. The least you should do if you're leaving your car in is number one, take all your shit out of the boot of your car. Mm. I don't have time to be unloading everything <laughs> and then neatly packing it back yeah. in. And um, take all your kids' seats out. Like you know, yeah. I don't want to be taking your kids' seat out to not put it back in. Right, yeah. flying in the road, sand yeah. break, kids' through the As as no kids, you have no like. Do the first time you see something you're like, what the fuck? See the first time I had to disconnect the car seat from an ISOFX point. <laughs> I wanted to die. It was horrible. It's so joke something like that is such common sense oh. to like an apparent and then whenever like it's someone like young you're like it may as well be, it's like a fucking bomb diffuser, you're like, what the hell are yeah, they doing? People can't like you're only like when I started I was only like twenty two or twenty one, like you're only twenty twenty two. Yeah, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. But it's no it's simple things like that I find are so mortifying, like you're just like what the it's I common sense until you know it's, it's one of the one of the worst things I asked you had to clean lately and I don't know if you should say who owns the car, um but it's a very well known local no. sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically they had spilt a pot of boiled ham and cabbage in the back seat oh, of their car and no. oh my god, I've never smelled that. I can smell it. I don't like cabbage like that's so disgusting. I've never smelled that so bad my whole life. Oh. have you ever had a car spill that made you like throw up now? Or like close to it, no. I just I, I probably shouldn't be saying this either, but uh, <laughs> local body shop repair, uh, <laughs> a 
a local repair shop had sent me up a Skoda Octavia, which was a taxi man's car, like a flood damage, so you can imagine the oh, state of it. Jesus it was Christ. full of blue mold and all sorts of... Surely that's beyond fixable, no? Living organisms, so oh. I sent it up to my Dublin Road car wash to get done. No way! <laughs> just sent it away, like... I just, I just won't do something like that. Like, yeah, it's not worth it, like... At that stage, it's just like, no. I could leave it up to them, still get paid, still make money. Yeah. Do that. It's something like that, like, unfixable. Nah, it's fixable, like, but, but you, need, you know, it's just I will be doing it. <laughs> I don't want to sound stuck up or anything, but, like, I've, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, no, yeah, yeah. You know, nah, it gets to the stage you're just like, no, don't come to me with things, I guess, like, it's not worth I'll it. Just, I'll just price myself out of it, but you know what the thing is, oh, sorry, the beautiful thing about it is, if someone's coming to you with something like that, they want it done tomorrow, whereas, like, mm. I'm booked out for, like, at the minute, three weeks, so, like, Look, must be a nice feeling. It is like, you know, people are like, oh, are you busy? It's like, mm. no busier than any other time because mm. I'm busy all year round. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that way that, mm. you know, I've good steady flow of work and it's always coming. So. Mm. I'm going to jump ship a wee bit here because I want to talk about our good friend, Andy Malone. Because okay. it's fucking like... The game changer. Yeah, the, yeah, the absolute game nice. changer. <laughs> uh, like, you're saying like a lot of your customers, like, like would you see, would see him as like a friend almost now or is he just... Um, Andy, yeah. Andy's... Like, you, know, you obviously well, see him in a different light than everyone else sees him. And yeah, and like, at the start he was like that, like, Instagram person, <laughs> but like, you know, you get on very well. Yeah. And, you know, he is just another ordinary lad. Uh-huh. And it, it goes back to like, if it throw it back to like, because I know people just like to, you know, go for him. People love to hate them. Yeah, like, they love to hate, but if you actually put him in comparison to like, Leon McCurry, who everyone loves, right? This is a weird fucking jump section. But yeah, if, you put, if, right, no, if you put the two of them together, like, She's helped you with your business, you know, by yeah. doing you a favour. And he's done the exact same, if you break it down in very simplistic ways. Joe, by putting you in a story, like, fucking good lad, looking at, he yeah. knows what it takes to run a business. This is the thing, like, people think that I was, like, torturing him to go and clean his Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. He actually asked me to come and clean the car. Yeah, he came to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he said to me, like, loads of people are torturing me to come and clean my cars. I, I want someone to do it right, so mm-hmm. can you come and do it, so. Fucking hell. And, like, I... I don't know if you follow him that closely or anything, but the first day I came this car was like the first Trollbusters episode was released. So like literally <laughs> couldn't have got any more engagement, like Yeah, yeah. Because I think I cleaned this car at like three o'clock and seven o'clock Trollbusters went up like that day I think he was getting like more views on his story than he had followers. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. it's been good to me. Like, yeah, it's like well in fairness, like it's like everything like you almost need to like, you know, you sort of like you use Instagram like everyone uses Instagram, you use it to clean the fucking ladder, like Yeah, but I don't I don't treat him like some superstar like because yeah. you know in the grand scheme of things he's not my most successful client like i have uh, clients that are worth hundreds of millions like mm-hmm. so yeah so do you use but is, do you not find you like know, see that first big wash you do it's like a lamborghini like that are you not like i was going you sound like i think i know who you're going to answer this, but do you not be nervous to do it and be like i better do this fucking well and um, well like i try to treat every car the same like whether mm-hmm. it's a lamborghini or a golf or whatever and, you know i'm a big believer in following the process mm-hmm. so like if you follow a process you can't like i honestly believe i can take anyone and show them what i can do because yeah. you know i just set you up with the process and as long as you follow my process you can't fuck it up yeah so i think well yeah as long as you have all the tools there too, so. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Whenever you talk to them, like employees, and you're definitely like get the insurance fucking wrapped in here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then who else? Is there any other like big customers you can sort of mention out? I don't really want to be throwing. No, yeah, throwing ideas. I'm just trying to. Th- I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that would be like. One of my customers would be very well known in the in, in Oh really? Yeah, very well. Nice, nice. It's. 
it just must be nice to get to that stage where you have them sort of big customers. You know what it is? Because, like, you know, there's people who come and get their car clean with you and they don't respect you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it's nice whenever people who've done that well in life mm-hmm. respect you, like, yeah. you know. And do you feel like, do you feel like there's, like, a, you know, a correlation between the people that have spent money give you more respect than maybe people that don't have money? Or, like, yeah, like, whenever you're charging someone over a thousand pound work on their car, like, they... My car isn't hardly even worth a thousand pounds. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> You know, if you're buying a car, it's a couple hundred pounds. Like, what's the? Oh yeah, like, exactly, know? exactly. It's like, and plus, like, a lot of these people run these through the business. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, that's that's another thing for me. Like, you know, mm. it's not really causing them anything. That's yeah. why they're more inclined to get it done more often. Here's a fucking here's a hot take for you, right? So a lot of people I've seen these days are I'm gonna throw. No, I'm actually not saying names, but I know. People these days don't don't yeah they'll tell you after don't under, I'm gonna just say anyways in general right yeah. a lot of fresh start anyways and here's how I know you're not gonna be successful in business they'll put out a tweet and uh, the person that's listening doesn't know who I'm talking about but they're not listening to this, so it's okay put out a tweet recently saying why do Chinese's not take card why do they take cash I was like if you're not gonna start a business and can't understand why a Chinese would only take cash and no card don't start a business we'll see it's fucking madness. I, I, I try not to go on like that. Like I mm-hmm. always if someone people say to me, How do you want to pay it? I just say bank transfer or PayPal because yeah. you don't want to seem like a money hungry cunt. No, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like, <laughs> give me the cash. Yeah, just yeah, All cash I want cash, give me cash, <laughs> cash, cash, cash. You don't want to be a cash cow, you see yeah. like I always like would say it, I used to take card but it was too I did, I just got rid of the card machine because it was pointless. Yeah. Um, it's different when you have a higher turnover of cars coming through, you have more people paying, but if you're only mm-hmm. doing one or two transactions, it's really, yeah, you don't need, need a car machine. Uh-huh. Um, I just try to keep the bank transfer. But, like, there'll be people listening to this on, like, aspiring entrepreneurs and stuff. If you don't understand why a Chinese would take only cash and not card, don't start a business until you understand why that might be good, <laughs> yeah. right? Don't, Basically. Yeah. Fuck, it's madness. And uh, there was, I'm not even going to say anyways, there was one particular girl who's in the that did that, and I was like, you have your own fucking business. It's clearly not doing very well. You yeah. can't understand something as simple as that. 100%. But like, that's not even like, you're not going to learn something like that in school, obviously. No. Which brings you back to the point of like, me doing my degree in business and you actually having a business. Yeah. I would almost guarantee, right? Not almost guarantee. I would 100% guarantee you know more about a business than I'll ever fucking know through a degree. I used to say like, I went to the University of Life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, the fellow that I worked for when I left school, he, he self-made and he did mm-hmm. go to university or... Like, I, he used to slag me and say, like, you need qualification, you need qualification. And I said, fuck me, yeah, more than you, all right? So what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a couple of GCLs yeah. Um, But, yeah, definitely I learned nothing that helps me run my business in the Abbey apart from that and taking away. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, prime numbers. Fucking prime numbers. it obviously helps to be well-spoken. And no, it does. You learn skills. Yeah. I think skills are more important than what you learn in school. Like, what for me, like, public speaking, like, for some reason, school. Did you like public speaking school? Like, you know, you had to do stand up and presentations and stuff like that. No, oh, I never really done anything like that. No. I remember like doing it. Even like, like this for me is a bit much. Like, uh, <laughs> fairness, yeah, because like, like in university, like we do like you do group presentations and show sure people know all about it. Like, I'm fucking people will be like sick having to speak out in front of people. Yeah. And I can never get my head around it. And they're like, oh well, it's, even quite at this, they're like, oh, it's easy for you. You never shut the fuck up. And I'm like, but like, do it's different skills. Yeah. But I feel like in school, you like almost like, you know. You, as you said, you didn't really do it. You don't really remember doing it in school. Yeah, and that's like, a skill I was like, like, so like, easy. If I even had to say something in class, I'd just be like a beetroot. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, it's like, everyone be like, why are you going so red? Yeah. It's like, because you've pointed it out. Yeah. And you're all sitting looking at me. Yeah. I, I used to be like, I got, I thank God I've gotten way better at control. I used to go, I mean, bright red too. Like, it was fucking unbearable. And then over time, I don't know what it was. I think I crossed that bridge of not giving a fuck anymore. And then I think that's the thing that sort of like, you know, 
change it up for me and I was like, ah, oh, don't care anymore, yeah. I'm going to do this and like calm myself down a bit. But you definitely you still get those moments where you'd be like, oh fuck, no. Yeah. And you feel yourself going redder and people are like, why are you going red? And then you just get redder and redder. Uh, yeah, I'm like, just going back to like why the customers get on with me and all, like, I think it's because like I like tell them, like, if you get flat tire ring me, if you, like, if mm-hmm. something's wrong with your car, ring me and mm-hmm. I'll like do my best to sort out for you, like, you know, like, and I think like it's always been that way, like, I yeah. remember going down to. Uh, help a young lad out with flat battery <laughs> four in the morning once <laughs> yeah people get stuck in all, people get stuck in all sorts of weird situations yeah. the weird how I've eradicated that memory from my mind right I just actually thought about that one earlier on this morning yeah. when I was driving over. that was actually that was back whenever I uh, drove my family jeep to so funny. if it wasn't there in like the morning like where the fuck <laughs> where the fuck's the jeep <laughs> I didn't have my own car back then yeah, you do some sketchy shit when you're young. Yeah, like, definitely. Dude, and it was funny because in the situation, I was like, there's, in fairness, what you're saying is right. There's one person in, that I knew is like, there's one person that'd be able to save this situation. Yeah. Like, and fucking answer. Like four o'clock in yeah, the morning. And you like answered, answered the call. I was just like, thank fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot all about that. That's fucking terrifying. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Right? You said interestingly before you started that you deleted your personal Instagram. Yeah. Um... And again, it comes down to is your, what are you saying that it's like a personal thing or? It's just a personal thing. It's just like, you know, what I'm saying on that doesn't bring in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I don't need to see people going on the piss three days of the weekend, yeah. every weekend. Like, it's, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. Or mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I'd be person who probably, I'd get like, you know, I'd be sitting looking at like, you know, say the group of lads are out that I'm hanging out with and, and I'm not out with them, I'd just be like, right, why am I not out there with them? Like, or yeah. Why did I not get the invite? So oh, I'm just, not like, works, right, yeah. just get rid of that. Yeah, wreck your head, like. Focus on yourself. I would have my Facebook deleted as well, only my business page is linked to it and I have uh-huh. to have it to have the business page. So, mm-hmm. But like, if you look, like, the last, I don't think I've shared an Instagram in a year, personal one, and like, all my posts on my Facebook are like lost dogs or <laughs> just sharing my business page. The, impor- the, the important things in life yeah, yeah, lost, lost dogs, dogs are my business page, that's <laughs> it. Um, but it seems to be more of a trend now, people are like deleting their Instagrams and like getting off it and things like that. Like, like, you know, been there or done that now. Like, yeah. just, like, I don't, like, I have a girlfriend and I'm comfortable and, yeah. you know, I don't need Instagram to, I need it for business, but yeah. if it didn't, I wouldn't have it enough. Yeah, like, a, feel like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, business suicide not to have a social media account, like, but, yeah, but a personal account, no, I completely agree with you, like, there's, I'm trying to, like, transform my business page into my personal page now, so, like, yeah, so start see, see, see you yeah, see Sean, like, you'll start to see my face popping up on it, you'll start mm-hmm. to see, you know, a bit more of me talking, and, mm-hmm. Have yeah. you tried talking to the camera at all yet? I haven't done any. Um, I've it's tried tough. it, never posted it. Yeah. I've tried it, never posted it. Um, but like genuinely, like, and this is another thing, I'm just too busy on the day-to-day to be videoing myself. Yeah. I don't even post that many stories on mm-hmm. the page that anymore. I used to like be flat out at it, but yeah. I just genuinely don't have time to be pulling my phone out. Mm-hmm. I like. I completely understand. Like Some jobs are looking at me like, that should not be a job, but I completely understand why Like you know, there's people that run people's Instagrams. It's yeah. fuck, There's so much... See to run like a successful Instagram account, fair play to people do it because you have to have time. Like, yeah, it takes like, so you know, much time. Investment. There could be a month where I go and I don't put a post on my grid on my business page, and it's just like yeah. people are like, Oh my god, you haven't posted in a month. It's like, fuck me, I'm booked out for a month. So, really, yeah, sound like a dick. I don't really need, I don't need post. it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, if I clean something that yes, I want to showcase, of mm-hmm. course I will, but mm-hmm. you know, there's an interesting dynamic there where you could almost turn the business like the Instagram page into its own business. Theoretically, you know, yeah. people putting their cards on it and, you know, stuff like that. Like, obviously, like, there's just so many different avenues when it comes to, like, you know, social media. 
that you can have and it's just yeah. another incentive of why you know a good page is fucking yeah but people will be talking like oh he didn't post any stories today he's obviously on a day off or he's not busy it's a complete opposite i'm mm. busier than ever because i yeah. don't have time to post stories and people aren't talking to the people that are busy the people yeah. that are talking to the people that have no business like literally yeah. is what it is like exactly and like you know it's not just about cleaning cars like you know mm. you have to be the best social media marketer you have to be mm. the best accountant you have to be the best mm. blah 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 banker everything yeah. like, Business, like lots of people don't realize, like my day is not just going and cleaning the car and coming home. Like mm-hmm. my day is like replying to messages, yeah, replying to time wasters. You know, I get so many time wasters. People just want to like, how much is and can you do it tomorrow? And mm-hmm. it's like one girl actually double whammy me. She was like, how much is and can you do it in the morning? And it's like, <laughs> that's like the two cents. Like, like <laughs> I would be shit if I could do it in the morning. And yeah. Another thing, I'm not just sitting here every day waiting on you to drop your car. Also, like, who that urgently needs their car cleaned? Someone whose baby's been sick all over it, or their dog. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near it. Like, yeah, yeah, and like it's like, or like I'll tell you the best one. Like this, this inquiry is like people are like, how much is a full wallet? And you tell them right, and then they're like, right, how much is a mini wallet? It's like right, you've just told me your car needs a full wallet. You've just told me it's absolutely stinking. But you've also told me you don't want to pay for a full wallet, yeah. and you just want a mini. That would be me. So I'm not touching your car. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Could you do the mini valet, the full valet for the price of the mini valet? That's basically the question yeah. they're asking. Like, or like people will be like, uh, how much is a wash? And mm-hmm. like, I charge twenty pounds for a wash. Mm-hmm. People don't like. Yeah, that. no, I could not imagine. I've fucking heard like a local car wash is starting to charge like around seven pounds for a car but wash. Do you know what it is? Like you have to believe in yourself because like, I started and I charged seven pounds, and my landlord was like, mate, you're never getting seven pounds. Like, don't be so stupid. Yeah. Don't, don't be charging that. You're not. You're never gonna get it. And mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. I moved down the town and started charging a tenner. Yeah. And everyone's like, nah, no one's gonna pay that. You know, you're never gonna pay that. And then got it. Mm-hmm. And then just start charging twenty quid because like I was putting an hour of my time and I was like, right, ten is not enough here. I need twenty yeah. quid to do this. Ah, to co- just for you to fucking mm-hmm. cover you. Like. Cover, you know, twenty pound hour is not even that good yeah. when you take out your products or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like. So and people say I would never get it, but like as long as you can justify it, and like this is where the sales background comes in because like I worked in Dalmi selling cars and mm-hmm. all and all as well. You have to be able to sell your product, sell your service, sell yourself. Yeah, and then people will buy into because like you know I can sell. What is it, like? What is the trick to selling in your opinion? Like, because you see a lot of these people that are like uber successful, like unrelatable successful, but like if someone that just like you know you sell cars and you sell like your business, what would you say is like, you know, what would you say makes a successful salesperson? Um, making them relatable, making like don't intimidate someone. Mm-hmm. You know, get on their level, speak to them politely, and mm-hmm. you know just try and make a connection you know it's far easier to sell face to face I guess than DM over Instagram yeah. so like, I'll always try to get people to come up for a consultation and you know we'll have a good chat then. what do you mean a consult- phone call no just come up oh come up chat oh nice I'll look at their car and mm. advise them what they need best but like I'll always say to people like you know it doesn't matter whether you spend 500 200 mm. 100 you know don't think this is a sales pitch because like I have people that like will text me and be like I want the best of everything. I want this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. Full strong coat and everything. But they don't realise what that costs. Yeah. So you tell them, then they're like, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of a downer for them. Yeah. But like, then they're afraid to book, you know, a lesser service with you because they've come in all guns blazing. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I always say to people, like, you know, I don't care about what you go for because like whether you book me for one day, two days, three days, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect me. Someone else will fill in those other yeah. days. So just go for what you're comfortable with and what you can afford. Like. I always say to people like I respect you far more for making the step and actually getting something done about your car than yeah. you know 
be getting scared off by a price and mm-hmm. getting nothing done. So because I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like as a consumer, from a consumer point of view, that is such a big thing. You're afraid to message someone because if you just come in all guns blazing saying you want to spend two grand on your car, or yeah. you've asked me for a package and I told you it's fifteen hundred quid or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. you know, if you only want to spend a hundred quid, you know, you're gonna be a bit yeah iffy and embarrassed oh, probably yeah. like, so that's I what I mean as a consumer that's a huge thing I always try to beat the stigma and just say to people look like it doesn't matter what you book me for here like yeah. fair play to you for making a step and wanting to do something about the condition of your car like mm-hmm. at the end of the day cars are depreciating assets you know yeah. you're buying cars and people aren't looking after them like you know mm-hmm. whenever you take that car back you know people say you'll <clears throat> excuse me you lose more money in cars than any other asset in your lifetime so mm-hmm. like why, why are you not looking after yours like yeah, true. But then do people not say on the flip side of that, why should I put money into it if it's going to depreciate? But getting your car cleaned isn't putting money into it, that's maintaining that, it. Yeah, it's maintaining the thing and yeah. making sure it's been looked after. Yeah. So whenever you come to sell it, you can say, well, actually, like, I get it maintained once a month by Bureau Wash and Wallet or uh-huh. whatever it is. Yeah. So they'll be like, what the fuck, he actually now he does care about the car. Like, yeah. It's so just weird. Just take it to the Texco and brush wash all over it. <laughs> yeah, t- t- tell me about your beef with brushes. Like, I've seen that in your story a few times. What is the crack with the fucking wash brushes that you hate so much? Uh, well, they're marked the fuck out of cars, right? <laughs> Simple as that. Scratch them. Scratch them, scratch them. Why do they exist? Because people are lazy and want it done quick and cheap. And, uh. you know, like, whether a builder takes his van to me or if someone takes their range over to me, I'll do the same thing on it. Mm-hmm. So, as you said, you have your processor from yeah, start to finish. Exactly. And and what it's what the same thing that goes through. through. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell, that's... And, like, as long as you follow the process, you'll always get a result. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. It's mad. I just find it so crazy to say that the very beginning of this podcast, not something that's in the cards, but the fact that you talk about them with the passion that you talk about cards. Well, that's like, it. I've like, had people sit here talking about their bodies, and, and they're talking about more passionate about a car. That's what I would be saying. And like, you know, it's not even my car. It's someone else's car that I'm getting passionate about. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's what I'm saying about like having respect for what everyone does because, like, you know, I take dating very, very seriously, and like, mm-hmm. it's a way of life for me. And like, people are taking their job no matter like. If you think the girl cleaning the dishes down the restaurants, she takes that seriously. That's her thing. Yeah. That's her gig. Like so, mm-hmm. you know, just people should just have a bit more respect for what everyone does. And yeah. Don't think you're better than someone just because you went to uni, racked up a load of debt, and you're working some yeah. job for someone else. Like, guarantee most of the boys that went to like uni, I was probably making more money than them. They are now when they're in uni. So. No, exactly. You know, money mm-hmm. it matters, but it's not everything. Like, you know your job satisfaction and how you feel about what you do mm-hmm. is the most important thing so don't worry about anything else like mm-hmm. obviously i was embarrassed at the start to, like like obviously when you say you're a bookmaker or you sell cars people like there's stigma sort of have a bit of respect for you or mm-hmm. like think you're in a good job or whatever but like when you say clean cars they're like yeah. Clean cars. Yeah, yeah. Like do you find yourself then, like, do you find yourself now, like, jazzing it up, like, for what you do? Do you try and, like, sell it to people, or do you just, are you just happy enough now, just go, this is what I do? No, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Either you know about me or you don't. Either you're yeah. in the car clean or you're not, like, and, you know, if you're not, I'm not going to try and big it up. Like, mm-hmm. I remember an uncle of mine who, like, all his kids are real academics and mm-hmm. called into my shed once about, like, me selling a set of wheels for him or something. And he was like, oh, there was a 911 sitting there, and he was like, oh my god, that 911's on there, blah, 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 who owns that, told him the crack, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he was like, oh, there's another unreal one about the town of Silver, and I was like, oh, I clean it too, but like, he still <laughs> didn't care, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just doesn't care, and that's it, mm-hmm. you know, he's no interest in what I do, and like, I find that about a lot of my family, they're quite stuck up about what I do, and they think they're better than me, just because I clean cars, and it's like, it actually, like, really not, like, I'm just, like, I'm actually lost for words when people say that, because I just, 
I can't get on that level. Like, I find myself very open-minded and I can accept most people's, like, perspective on things. But I can't understand people that get on like that. You know, they can't find well, the respect for someone else. They don't know. They think you're just washing cars for five or they don't know you're taking cars in for a week. But then again, I think maybe because, maybe for personally it's different because I, if I see someone from school or whatever is doing something different, I will go in, like, be rest assured when you start your page, I went in and fucking went through and looked at every car you're playing, like, holy fuck, fair play them. Yeah. You know, like, and went in and did research. I get really fucking, what's the word, inquisitive about those things. Yeah. I get really interested in it. And like, if someone does something I've never heard of, they're like, what the fuck's that? Yeah, Go along and like, check it out. And you'll learn something about it. If someone's doing something out of the ordinary, like, same as like when you started the podcast mm-hmm. or doing the comedy, and all, like, I was straight on that because mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, for a play to Sean for. Tell you what, I was I said this on the like, we podcast. We've been the closest in the alley or yeah. whatever, but like, fucking fair play for coming no, and doing this here. No, because I, I. No one's doing it, like. I appreciate it because like, there's people I've said, uh, people I've lived with, there's people I've said best mates with, and not once even person would say, do you know, when seeing you out for drink or anything, and like, it may, people may not realise this, but like, you take those things, you, yeah, you know, I, you take them things on the, you sort of remember those things, and you remember the person that shared your pain, and you remember the person that gave you like, you know, simple yeah, things like that. Like, and like, it's all the lads that I, I wouldn't have been mates with in the yeah. alley, or wouldn't have known, or wouldn't mm-hmm. expect that I've been the ones who've come out and support my business, yeah. not the ones that I was pally with, or the ones who are maybe at the end of their cars. Yeah. You know, it, it's all the ones so strange. Expect, yeah. You know. It's like, and again, it goes back to probably why we can sit now and say like, you know, don't judge people, because there probably was a stage everyone's done. You know, you've looked at someone at some stage and thought, oh, we were better than them or whatever. Like, everyone's been there at some stage. But now, once you've been through it, you sort of look and be like, fuck. I'm actually way more able to the way I didn't talk to you that much yeah. than the person I thought I was best mates with. Like, 100%. Because, like, in the alley, there's a lot, like, just in schools in general, you're, you know, it's all very clicky and mm-hmm. very circly. And, like, mm-hmm. if one lad doesn't like what you're doing, then, like, the whole group isn't going to like what you're doing. Yeah. And that's, that's just the way it is. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, kids these days are, I think, worse than ever. Like, and, God, I, you know, I'm glad I'm not kidding. There's no need to be. Like, and mm-hmm. it's just everyone should just. I think it's like something you realise when you get a bit older and a bit more mature that you should just yeah. like support what other people are doing. Mm. I think it's a school thing as well. I think schools don't encourage you to accept things like that. And like, you know, if someone goes out and does something on their own, they're like, well, that's strange. Or that's, the word is not normal. Is the yeah, one I always hear. It's not normal. Like, what the fuck is normal? In the Abbey, like, if you weren't going to university, there was, mm. you know, something that's it. Like, yeah. if someone in the, had to come into the Abbey and told me, if you walk out right now and go and do a trade, you'll be on 50k before your mates are even out of uni, I probably would have went not. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like, so... People have no idea. Like, like there's boys there who done trades when you were all in university who mm-hmm. are on big, big money now. Yeah. Building houses and, you know, mm-hmm. doing their own thing. And People have no idea. Like, nobody wants to get their hands dirty anymore. No. Like, and that's why, that's why, like, back, say back, like, 20 years ago, you couldn't charge money you are charging for a car now because there was those people that wanted to do it and get into it. But people don't want to fucking roll up their and sleeves and get like, stuck in. All the people jobs, are like, making loads. See all the jobs, like, cleaning stupid things like mm-hmm. cleaning ovens and mm-hmm. cleaning rugs and floors and all those are the best best jobs because yeah. no one's doing them and it's harder to get those people now mm-hmm. whereas like you know like nearly everyone in our year and they obviously went to the uni yeah literally like, there maybe only a handful who didn't go to uni mm-hmm. i think for me university going to university going to university when i didn't get in initially and reworked it and looked at it looking back on it it's a buying time thing joe for me personally yeah. when you go to university it was buying time and trying to take a wee bit more time to figure shit out because didn't know really what else I wanted to do. Worked a wee bit as a lifeguard, did our things, but like, it really was, it's one, it's not free four years, because obviously you're gonna pay it back, but it feels like free four years, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I actually went back uh, there, I wanna say two years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago maybe. Actually, well I'm on this business two years, so it would be longer than that. I went back to Tech and Armada to do A-levels, go to uni, because that's what I thought, like. You wanted to do? Yeah, my 
previous employer had that much in my head that like you can't get anywhere without like, mm-hmm. uh, university degree and all and I actually applied for a job in Paddy Power doing mm-hmm. um, risk trading analysis mm-hmm. so like basically you'd be analysing their risk and trading it off mm-hmm. stuff that I've been doing at the races for years and years mm-hmm. and a girl with an agriculture degree got it over me no way so like I have literally 10 years experience in the field of the job that I'm applying for yeah. and a girl who done an agricultural culture, cultural degree got mm-hmm. the job over me so I was like right fuck I really need to do something here I was like I'll, I'll try to do this uni thing or mm-hmm. I went to Armagh Tech and done A-levels and I remember just like sitting down at Christmas time and I was studying for the Christmas test and I remember just sitting bawling my eyes out in the middle of the night and like just being like right I actually really just don't know how to study mm. I've never studied before I don't know how to study and just like freaking out and just just dropped out then yeah was like you know you know you're going from earning to borrowing money off your parents to go to uni or uh-huh. go, go just put diesel in your car to go to Armagh to go to tech like mm-hmm. and just remember to take a chance on getting something maybe for it yeah you know, like, like, you know yourself when you're in the abbey you're in a structure you're doing an hour of each class every day it's, mm-hmm. it's always fresh in your head basically yeah. whereas like up in tech you're only doing like maybe do two hours one day nothing for yeah. two days and maybe an hour and then an hour four or five hours a week of class mm-hmm. and like there's a massive spider on the floor there before is it right there um, he's a big one too yeah. Well, this this fucking, <laughs> this podcast, you know, it's coming like it's like a bunch of a trial these uh, days of wasps and spiders flying and everything. I thought you'd seen a ghost. I was like, what? <laughs> just on this crawl across my eyes, like what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't do it. Just jump straight back into work again. Like. No, I literally, I literally couldn't. I couldn't blame you like at all because see now I find it really interesting. Like I really still, I'm just not as good at school as what I was. Like I maybe work a wee bit harder for like university personally for me for my degree don't find it overly challenging because i said it's a test for really hours a week for you nine hours is class like how the fuck is that full-time anything that's full-time study i actually can't believe like you know that's one thing i always say to myself like you know whenever like a lot more of our year when you need a couple of years back when i was working like people are only in nine hours a week i was always just sitting there like why he's not working a full-time job see as well like i don't understand like people would be like oh better head back like this year especially i've decided to fucking wise up because like people are like oh you know i've uni all this week like i have to head home to work on weekends you're in class for three hours one day there's 24 hours in the day there's 21 hours do you know other hours you could be working and doing something so you don't have to go home to your man down on the weekend like but it's, it's like you know ta- on a technicality Belfast is only 40 minutes up the road most people shouldn't even be living there like no. should just be commuting not yeah not a hope like like I but like people used to always say to me oh do you not feel like you're missing out in uni life or you're mm-hmm. missing out in Belfast I used to fucking hate going and saying the holy lands did you if I went up to Belfast on a night out like one of my good mates from the alley he was in Coleraine so I would have went up there but mm-hmm. more often like but like if I went up to Belfast on a night out, see if I woke up at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning, I would have been in the car on the way down the road. Yeah. I could not fucking stand it. It was cold, it, it was smelly. It was the thought of it, I think. A load of mold everywhere. Yeah. It's, I think it was, for me, it was like, it was the thought of going to university I really wanted. Being actually there and being home else is fucking stinking. Like, yeah. there's nothing attractive about it, whatever. Nah. But it was the thought of it, and like, I, I definitely went through like hard times and being upset and like crying that my mates and all were in uni and I wasn't uni. Do you just felt like a fucking loser at one stage? I never felt like that. Yeah, I that's strange. I never missed the whole uni experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I really didn't. Apart Did you get your buzz off like other stuff? Yeah, like, I, just, stuff? I just never had time to slow down to realise like, mm-hmm. like what I was missing because I was always away. Like, you know. We could have been anywhere racing, like down in Galway for mm-hmm. a week, seven nights, away to Cheltenham for a couple, twice a year, 
you know, like you never, you never had time to slow time down. Time is such a fucking just making real. Like time is such an important thing to like hope, like value. Like too much time, you get in your head. Like I'm 24 now. You yeah. know, like war is the last like eight years old since I was 16. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's like too much time you get in your head, not enough time, you know, you might miss certain bits and pieces like out there and like the balance of just the concept of time is fucking it's actually quite mad if you think about it. Like, is there some pretty much identical situations, one person goes, Ah, didn't really have time to give a fuck about university missing experience and then me with probably had too much time back then was like, Fuck, I used to get really upset and really down about myself. But if you had to choose some sort of happy medium in there or just kept yourself busy, would eliminate all them fucking shit nights and feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah, like I, I my brother, he's in a really good way in uni. Like he's he's studying medicine, and there's seven of them live together, and they all study medicine. Mm-hmm. And so like they're all getting up and going the same time every day. They're going to the same place. You know they've got that drive mm-hmm. to get up and go to uni every day just because the other six of them are going. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like a couple of the boys I was mates with, you know, if you know one of their house was bunking off uni, they just weren't yeah. going. Or, yeah. You know. That's the thing. The thing. It's the thing is like. Put yourself, if you take anything away from my podcast, put yourself in a good fucking circle. As you said, like, your circle is, like, you know, the people around you support you, like, family, other people that have businesses, like, that's a fucking good circle. Like, I, I don't need much. All I yeah. need is my family and my girlfriend and, you know... Lamborghini's the thing. I'm joking. Like, it wouldn't even annoy me. As long as I'm getting paid properly for what I'm doing, yeah. I don't care what I'm cleaning. I genuinely yeah. don't. Obviously, like, realistically, Lambos are hard work. Yeah, <laughs> because the, they're so awkward to clean. They're such an uh-huh. awkward shape. Mm-hmm. You know, you're told well too. Like it couldn't be nice. Just as well as I'm getting paid well for what I'm doing, I don't yeah. care. Like you know, mm-hmm. I genuinely don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that. Yeah, I suppose that, that you hit the nail on the head. Like that's the important things. Like you know, yeah, take I mean, them boxes. Do you yeah. think over the last couple of years you've like, well, you realize or not, you've tightened your circles? I talked about like you know maybe people you were friends and not close with and stuff. And do you think you've done it for the better? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like you know. Like people get into a cycle of just doing the same thing with the same people every day, and I yeah. definitely fallen into that cycle. <clears throat> and you know, now literally the only people I need is my family and my girlfriend. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I don't need anyone else. That's a good way to be, like. Because you know, I, to be honest, I don't have time for anyone else. I don't have time even for my girlfriend. I'm like, <laughs> I saw Yasha for the first time in literally two weeks. Fucking hell. And like, it's that's a good woman right there. She's no, but she's just come to accept. No, yeah, that's me. The way it's gonna be. Just, like, just the way, like, like fuck you. Dad, I've definitely seen before some girls, you know, get like, oh, what are you doing? Or like, you should come see me. It's like, I'm yeah, trying to. Like, it's nice to have someone that was like, on that. You know, it can be the downfall of a lot of relationships because mm-hmm. it puts a lot of stress on, especially if we don't live together or anything. Like so, like, but at the same time, I can remember her getting on about that at the start. Like, and like, you know. And I'm gonna sound like such a dick for saying this. My family called it out. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, like I remember just telling my girlfriend, like you know, my business was here before you, and it'll be here after you. So yeah. like, are you yeah. are you supporting me? Or are you mm-hmm. against me here? Like so. But, but see, that's not a dick thing to say. I hate when people like have that opinion because like, you know, this is you know what makes you happy on a day to day fucking basis. It what brings home the bread as well. Like, if the person doesn't like it, fair enough. Not meant to be. You know. It is what it is. I know it sounds fucking absolutely ruthless, but it is what it is. Like, yeah, if people like, can accept that lifestyle, then they're not meant you know, to be with you and don't waste anybody's time. It sounds harsh, but like, you know, there's times over summer there where like I did not see my house in daylight for maybe a week. You know, <laughs> and that's summer, like, when there's hours. Summer where it gets <laughs> fucking dark at 11 o'clock at night, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, 
you know, there's times you don't see your family, you don't see your dog, because like you're they're in bed and you're coming home and they're mm. in bed and you're getting up in the morning. Yeah. But like I wouldn't have it any other way, and I, like I really do mean that. Like mm. you know, I I honestly don't think I'd get enough out of a nine to five. Yeah. To make it worth my while, <laughs> not monetary, but like satisfaction wise, yeah. because like when you're doing something for yourself, there's nothing. You know, I always tell people like being self-employed is the hardest thing I've ever done. And mm. you know, there'll be times that like you go home and you be crying at night, and you know you wonder why you do it and all. But mm. it is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Like, and mm. that's just no two ways about it. That's just it. So that's all right. I don't think I could end up on a bad note. Yeah. But uh, I'll just quickly before you go, I have one question that's itching my brain, and maybe you'll be able to help me. As I said, I'm not a car person, yeah. right? I have one question. That's about the Northern Ireland cruise scene. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is the crack with the Northern Ireland cruise scene? In what way? As in, so like, you're quite close to the epicenter over yeah, there. <laughs> I'm quite close to the Mickey D's being yeah, 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 like, yeah. Do you deal with any people in that? Or like, would you have friends in that? Uh, I would have some friends in the circle, but yeah. I wouldn't really, there wouldn't be customers of mine because yeah. the majority of them won't spend the money that I charge. I you don't. Know? Most of them are like Lexus with the exhaust cut out of them. Yeah. So. See when people have like nice cars, you're saying that like, you know, you have like a fucking Lamborghini. I know they're not easy to get, but nice cars, like actual nice cars. And then there's boys that like a fucking course <laughs> from like 2006 that they've spent like three grand on like fucking parts. You're like, yeah, yeah. this makes no sense. Well, like that's their pride and joy. Like you know, yeah, that's the thing. I guess as well is like far enough to spend three grand on a piece of shit, but like they might not be able to get insured now. And that's yeah, right enough. Like so. it comes down to that. Like that's fucking. <laughs> the, that's the one thing I've, ne- I've never. I know I said we weren't going to judge people, but the Northern Ireland person, there's times I say it, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and there's no way anybody has fun here but I suppose each person to their own like yeah. and like burp at it just don't come rapping around my fucking estate <laughs> <laughs> it'll not be me anyway no, not be you it'll not be you uh, Sean any closing comments or a fucking first of all where do we find all your stuff uh, you can get me on Instagram at Beulah Wash Ballot and same on Beulah Wash and Ballot on Facebook so we've seen more stuff on well cards and more from actually yourself on it as well as you're saying yeah so keep, keep, your, keep your eyes peeled out there and then what else? Uh, any closing comments or anything else you want to no, throw out there? Say thanks very much for having me and best of luck with no nope. podcast. Maybe you come up and do a blog. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, definitely. But uh, it was good. Thanks very much. Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, potential word maybe just preview this that you might be working on the podcast in the future or stuff like that. Could be down the pipeline maybe. Uh, yeah, it's something that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I was meant to tell you my idea. Right, this is the last part, the very last this part. This is a business idea. This is a business idea. Investor. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Potentially, right. No. If there's anyone out there, this is a. F- and I want to cut in this. Don't be. Hang on. Are you sure you want to put this out? No, I, to see? I do because I'm not the guy that's going to be able to do it. Right, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's a podcast, right? Right, it's a podcast of fucking two like two tradies going to work in the van and they just record themselves going down each day during the crack get in the van well lad and then just from whatever they say from New York to Dublin whatever journey it is just record it as a podcast and upload it every couple of days like do like a Monday morning and a Friday and you get the crack on their Monday and their Friday I think I'll be lethal I think it'll be the same thing every week you know no I think it'll be lethal <laughs> um, actually in fairness I've never worked a tradie so I don't know but in my head I think I'd be interested to fucking listen yeah. unless it's just shake talk you probably know better than me well, I don't have too many. <laughs> yeah, you don't have too many stories. I don't know. Any tradesmen out there think that's a good idea? Let me fucking know. Any trade? I'd say a tradesman would be a good guess on the podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah, that actually would. There's yeah. fucking. I, there's not anymore. <laughs> People don't want to do the work, but uh, uh, actually, right enough. If you are a tradesperson, you want to come on, let, hit me up. If you're any person, as uh, anything said, said you before you come on, yeah, I will Sean, talk to Sean anybody. Sean didn't come on very early in the podcast series, but I decided to sit it out for yeah. a while. Sean was like waiting for the right moment, the right yeah, time. He was trying to build his confidence. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a good 
it'd be good you to go out and get the face, face yeah yeah now. yeah put the face to the business like yeah be good. but uh yeah sean thanks so much for coming on i really really appreciate no it um you. best luck with that ring in the future as well play more lamborghinis and fucking all that there to come hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully mine fuck's sake uh and i'll see you all again guys in the next episode cheers sean